Hi, I'm Val Hart in San Antonio, Texas, founder of Val Hart and Friends at ValHart.com. Welcome to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show, the show for animals and the people who love them. I've been called a real-life Dr. Doolittle many times in my career as an expert animal communicator, behaviorist, pet psychic, and master healer. My mission and passion is to improve the lives of animals the world over by helping humans learn how to speak their language, how to understand their viewpoints, and heal. After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans, and the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes, and to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, just go to my website at valhart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system available now on my website at valhart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm here interviewing Dr. Signa A. Dayhoff. She is a social psychologist and author. She's a cognitive behaviorist, a cat rescuer, and she's a kitty mom of 20, mostly senior disabled and special needs cats. She's a cat lover and a cat companion since childhood. I can relate to that, Signa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been owned by cats since I was a little bitty. I'm glad you understand that relationship. Oh, I do. It's so important. Um, you specialize in increasing human-cat communication and expanding the cat-human relationship through understanding, respect, acceptance, trust, unconditional love, and lots of fun. And, boy, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you have a website. It is loveyourcatsinnertiger.com, where you and your feline alter ego, Smoochie, she's, <laughs> where y'all show cat lovers and human cat companions how to become cat smart. And you currently offer articles, Q&A, cat stories, cat photos, adoption information, and other resources. You know, and what I, one of the things I love about what you say, you say, being cat smart is truly understanding and accepting your cat's inner tiger in order to deepen your spiritual and love bond. Your cat's inner tiger is that mysterious intangible that is seemingly reflecting something secret and special. And it's what draws us to our cats. It's what resonates with the core of our being as cat lovers and cat companions. So welcome, Signet. Thank you so much Thank for being with you. me. You and I are both cat magnets. <laughs> We're cat magnets. <laughs> We're channeling our inner feline. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, gosh. It's delightful so, to be here. Thank you, Val. You're welcome. I'm delighted you could make time for us today. What prompted you to create this new human-cat relationship website? Well, I'm one of those people who has had and helped animals since I was a kid, passionate about animals. And besides cats, I've had dogs and horses and a burrow. And, okay. Uh, sorry, burrow. A burrow. And uh, sheep <laughs> and uh, birds. <laughs> but, you know, over the last 25 years, I have, well, actually more than that, I've really focused on cats uh-huh. because they sort of fitted my lifestyle. Okay. You know, where I was living and so on. But also, I resonate to their personalities. Yeah. Uh, to me, they're very independent, very loyal, affectionate, uh, discerning, yeah. thinking, and intelligent. We intelligent people love disintelligent critters. Well, we do. Well, that's right. But there's also another reason. Okay. 
And um, even even though cats outnumber dogs as the animal companion of choice, cats too often, you can hear my mosey in the back, uh, cats, <laughs> cats too often have been thought of as despicable or evil, not compliant or submissive enough, mm-hmm. and treated very badly as a result. I mean, yeah. there are there are actually some people who delight in hating cats, write books about hating cats, and express yeah. that hatred in any way they can. Right. We consider those less intelligent humans. Well, of course. <laughs> the low brow and the, you know. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, I, I've worked with Animal Companion Rescue Group for, oh, mm-hmm. gosh, over eight years, I guess. Okay. And we've been rescuing homeless animals. I socialize uh-huh. them for adoption to loving homes. Oh, dude. oh, that's wonderful. As well as foster and adopt them myself. Well, the problem is you come with a, come across an old kitty, and no one's going to adopt an old kitty, or very, very unlikely. It's the, hard, and, yeah. and if the cat is is you know not at death's door, well, even if it is a death's door, I've taken a cat that was at death's door. Yeah. And, you know, you provide it with... Whatever they need, yeah. and uh, it works really great. Yeah, I, I've just I've met so many wonderful cats, mm-hmm. and um, I've just established so many bonds with them. And I just it, it's really done so much for my own life. Mm. But also, uh, I wanted to mention that I have worked with training cats. Oh, really? And training humans. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. To, yeah, to, we to, have to train. You have to train the humans to be, about if you're going to train cats. That's to, correct. To yeah. correct any unacceptable behavior. Uh-huh. Yeah, but also cats can learn all kinds of, you know, uh, behaviors called tricks, which I don't really like. Yeah, that they choose to do for fun, and you can you can kind of enhance their learning of how to do that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you have to tell us some tricks. I will. Uh, some tips. <laughs> tips to, to creating me. fun stuff. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, I love that. You know, so many people think that their cats can't be trained, you know, and, and oh, that they don't so do untrue. stuff like that. It is untrue, and yep. it's just silly. It, it just means that the human is missing uh, missing some major <laughs> yeah. major pieces of information there. Cause cats, and I've, re- and I've been really privileged one. to get to know so many cats. So mm-hmm. it's told me a lot about how they think, act, and communicate. Mm-hmm. And what's even best is that I now know how to relate to them. So yeah, that, tell, me, uh, tell us about that. Well, it, well, the, one of the things that uh, makes it so much more wonderful for a relationship is if humans can get to know the cats, to understand and accept them as non-humans. Yes. To know that they have their own desires and needs and behaviors and agendas that don't necessarily line up with ours. Uh, rarely, in many cases. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rarely. Yeah. They tolerate us so nicely. I mean, yes. We don't yeah. tolerate other humans who act like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no. good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So uh, tell me more about the cat's inner tiger and why knowing about that's important. Thank you. That is that is just people just have to really get to get a sense that there's something really wonderful about a cat. And part of this inner tiger is kind of an ancestral basis of its behavior. Okay. And so much of what, what the cat does is really rooted in what it has needed to do to survive in the wild and then adapt to human cultures. Okay. Now, while we may refer to cats as being domesticated, <laughs> yeah. I suspect that much of the so-called domestication has um, really been just the cat's understanding of what it takes to get along with humans yes. in, in their society and what they have to do to make certain accommodations while 
they may they uh, retain their own species identity and independence. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if the cats actually have a survival guide to living with humans. <laughs> they must have. They must have a cognitive map that's been imprinted someplace. They must have. I, I mean, you know, really, because we're not the easiest species to live with. Oh, good grief! Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, someone anonymous said one time, and I love this: "Is thousands of years of this is a quote? Thousands of years ago, cats were worshipped as gods, and cats have never forgotten this." <laughs> Of course, cat lovers haven't forgotten that either. No. That's what makes no. us so passionate. I think so. I think so. And, you know, I've talked to cats. You know, I'm a communicator, so I talk to yeah, cats Yeah, that's frequently. wonderful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, often they'll tell me that they think they're in the ultimate, you know, body, that they are the more intelligent you mm-hmm. know, species. Uh, you know, they're very clear about that, and they don't understand why we don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and we have to understand that independence and control are exceedingly important to cats. They're yes. not like dogs. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so give me some more tips about that. Um, independence and control are really yeah. important. What's that, what else? Okay, well, when you tap into your cat's inner tiger, what you're seeing is the cat in its own realm, its own species, its own individual being. It's not a reflection of you as a human, except in a kind of a superficial sense. Right. So you are seeing and accepting that it has its own forms of communication, its own needs and desires, the same as humans do. Exactly. And it expects the relationship with you to be two-way. Okay. In other words, you know, um, it expects that you understand and respond to its communication needs and desires as you expect it to respond to yours. Yeah, and that's the missing part for a lot of people. Yeah. They, we humans are so egocentric. We think that others <laughs> are supposed to respond and understand us. That's and we right. don't make the effort to understand no, others. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, we, and also, as an aside, we tend to think that... Uh, that ha- the way we interpret everything is accurate, yes. which makes yes. everything really, really difficult. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we like to be right, don't we? So, <laughs> yes, some of us more so than others. So if you can, if you yeah. to that mode, then you can have the desired win-win relationship. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A quick example. Okay. Um, many years ago, I found a small gray cat. Uh, when I was giving a presentation at a library, this poor thing was really bedraggled. Mm. But it had these devilishly twinkly green eyes. Uh-oh. And so I said, oh, my goodness. And we clicked psychically, and I named him Faust. Faust? Faust, yes, like Mephistopheles. Uh, wow, that's a yeah. great name. Yeah. Anyway, he was he had been very ill for apparently a long time, and he had lung-scarred. Uh, he was lung-scarred, and he had many, many health problems, which shortened mm. his life. Yeah. But he he and I became constant companions. Mm-hmm. And what he would do, which was so marvelous, is he would dazzle me with his, with different behaviors, new and delightful behaviors. Really? And yeah, he actually learned, with a little encouragement, of course, he learned to walk across the room on his hind legs. <laughs> he could waltz in a circle. Oh, wow. He could climb into my arms, jump, jump into my arms. He could climb a ladder, roll over, and speak on cue. He actually even sat at a ch- on a chair at the dining room table and would eat very daintily off his plate on the table. <laughs> oh, I've got a picture of that. That's oh, wonderful. Was, oh, I wish I had videos of that. It was really marvelous. Yeah, yes. I'll have, to, I'll have to dig and look for stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, but, he, that. but the point is he chose to do it. He, he yeah. chose to do it. He chose to share it with me because he enjoyed doing it. Yeah. But he also enjoyed my positive response to it. 
Yeah, yeah. That was mm-hmm. because I was picking up on his inner tiger, even though I didn't necessarily know I was doing it at the time. And what did we get? A win-win relationship. Yes, yeah. And that was great. Mm, I love that. <laughs> and, and what a good point, too. He, When we're training cats or working with cats, remember they always do it because they want to. That's right. And if we didn't give them a good enough reason that makes it fun for them, That's then right. it's not going to happen. And no, it's what's in it for regroup. them and why should they, and they're not going to be coerced. It's what what's in it for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, so let's see. What's the first step, do you think, toward achieving a win-win human-cat companion relationship? Or as you call it, becoming cat smart. What do you think the first step might be? I think that's a really great question. Okay. I found that the first step toward becoming a cat smart person is being able to step outside yourself as an individual and a human. Okay. That is that is to kind of look at the situation and to look at your cat relationship from the cat's eyes, cat's perspective. Okay. Now, the problem with is most humans have not been taught how to get outside their personal frames of reference. You know, as you mentioned, we're yeah. very egotistical yeah. or egocentric. And so we're not that way with humans, so we're certainly not going to be that way or certainly a lot less that way with animal companions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, it's absolutely essential that we be able to l- learn this ability to see the other as they truly are and, and not what we expect or simply want them to be. Yes. Yeah. See them as they truly are, not as we expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, after all, we expect them to conform to exactly what we want. We have this ideal image and right. so on. Yeah. Right. Right. Use the litter box. Eat when I tell you. That's right. You know, come um, precisely when I call you, and if you come don't come, I become impatient. Yeah. Right. And and don't get into things I don't want you to get into. That's right. And uh, why don't you just sit on the shelf while I'm busy? That's right. When I, and take, I'll take you off when I'm ready for you. <laughs> That's right. That's the <laughs> point, isn't it? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I guess that works for some people, but some, mm. it doesn't work with me and cats. It, it might work for some people, but not most. Yeah. That's true. Mm. True. Good. Okay. So that's the first step is okay. to get outside ourselves and see through the cat's eyes and perspective, seeing yeah. them as they truly are, not as we And don't, ex- and don't expect them to conform to what you want. Yeah. Don't expect conformity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I wonder, going back to our question we were talking about earlier, people that don't particularly resonate with cats or don't mm-hmm. get cats, um, maybe it's because the cats are nonconformist. That's right. I'm <laughs> sure that's a factor. <laughs> yeah, and that can be challenging or threatening. Yes. You know, to someone who's really in that mode. And anyway, I think, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, well, I'll, that, on that same note, I think that a lot of people who don't like cats, it's because they are not... Uh, compliant and uh, not conforming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that that just it threatens them in some fashion. I think so. Yeah. Interesting point. Mm. Anyway, so so this anyway. is a good, good first step. All right. Yeah. And then what? Well, what happens when um, you know when we ex- when we ha- have our expectations and assumptions and the cat doesn't doesn't uh, work toward those? Yeah. The relationship becomes very very one sided. Of course, this can be a relationship with humans or with cats. Well, that's the truth. Yeah. But the result tends to be kind of confusing and misun and uh, there's a misunderstanding and there's frustration right. and anger. Right. So we have to find some way, and of course, l- learning about you know becoming cat smart can suggest ways that we can discover how to make the relationship with both humans and cats mm-hmm. more balanced and equal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but of course, the person has to be open both cognitively and emotionally to receiving the lessons, and a lot of people aren't. Yeah. 
unfortunately so. Yeah. So what do you learn when you step outside of yourself and you look through the cat's eyes and perspective? What do you actually see? Can you give us an example? Uh, I look for a creature that is putting up with me as long as I uh-huh, <laughs> do what they want. Yeah. No, but uh, Hopefully affectionately tolerating. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I find that the cats are, are looking for a relationship that um, fulfills a lot of their needs. And part of their needs, even though they're very, cats tend to be very independent and, and non-packed animals, yeah. they, they mm-hmm. do want to have a relationship. And there's something about humans that I believe may make them think that we're like mommy. And I think that there's something about that that makes them more likely to uh, acclimate to humans and adapt oh. to their behaviors and stuff. Oh, that's I think interesting. I think that's one of the reasons that they need us. K N E A D. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that and makes that, sense. Yeah. That, that they do. You know, Hi, mom. I used to do this to get milk. I love uh-huh, you, mommy. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> We're let me, let me aren't massage we? the milk bar and see. That's what it. That's exactly. <laughs> so I think that that's. You know, yep. Okay, okay. That makes sense. And and you know, we often take on the role of caretaker. Mm-hmm. You know, the the not not as much the nurturer as the caretaker, like the mm-hmm. butler, the pooper scooper. Yeah. You know, the chef and the groomer. You know, it's like we take on almost a subservient role uh, with them. And and if we don't ever go to another level in the relationship, mm-hmm. then that's where they relegate us. They don't even, they, we teach them not to expect more from us dense humans, mm-hmm. know, which is such a tragedy. Uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, because it's we can have such thing. a marvelous relationship, a relationship that you are not likely to have with very many humans. Right. And so if you can achieve that underst- of being cat smart, understanding your cat's inner tiger, mm-hmm. and showing your cat that you are grateful for the positive things they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, for example, when I, I mean, I tell my cats, of course, when they're doing something I don't like, but the moment that they do what I is, I think is positive, I praise them right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, yeah. And so, yeah, it's like a 10-second window that you really want to catch them as soon as they do something, particularly if you've just told them you didn't like what they did and you've shown them that uh, and you never you never yell and you, mm-hmm. and you never hit. No, no. Yeah. But uh, I have found that in, in return for my being this positive and showing my gratitude that they will often tell me with a uh, movement of a tail or an ear or something mm-hmm. or even vocally yeah. that um you know that are they appreciated mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and they'll also they'll also tell me <laughs> when i'm doing something they don't like mm-hmm. and then they will when i stop then they will suddenly rub against me or purr and, or lick me or something <laughs> Just, and then, you know so the gratitude is kind of reciprocal yes and that's and, one of the reasons that I'm off, I'm offering a um, a cat gratitude letter exercise. If people oh, I love that. Describe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. We want. I want to we'll hear talk about, about that, that later. Yeah. Yeah. Cat gratitude. Okay. Good. Good. So, Signa, can you tell us a story about that that would help us put all this together? Many years ago, I had uh, I work with Karma can, uh, Companion Animal uh rescue and medical assistance at at the uh, cat rescue group. Okay. And uh, one of the cats that they had there was this very large um orange kitty with really long hair. He had a lion face. He didn't look like a kitty, he looked like a lion. Oh, uh-huh. but he he had been uh found at the uh animal control 
um, shelter. And he had apparently been hit by a car, mm. and he was lying in this cage, and he couldn't walk, and he was covered in feces. And so, mm. you know, the karma rescued him. And so I was going there to social. I was going to karma to socialize animals, mm-hmm. and he was the sweetest thing. He was incontinent, and he just he could oh. hardly walk, and so on. Oh. And I said, "There's something about this kitty. I know that he and I can work together." Mm-hmm. So I adopted him. Ah. Anyhow, so. Working together, he and I managed to get him really interested in moving around a lot mm, okay. and playing. Oh. And, and I'm, I have a two-story house. Oh. So the next thing I knew, and, you know, I mean, we're give, giving a lot of, you know, back and forth with him. And next thing I knew, he was starting to climb the stairs. Ooh. And he was starting to walk better. Uh-huh. And he's starting to walk better, and he's climbing the stairs. The next thing I know, he's running up the stairs. The next thing I know, he's running down the stairs. <laughs> and then I have this little opening above, above, above the uh, st- uh, at the edge of the stair wall, or mm-hmm, the end mm-hmm. of the stair wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, he actually leapt into it. And wow! He's sitting there, looking so satisfied. I'll bet he was. But wow. just through the interaction that he and I had, and showing mm-hmm. that I was really you know, so pleased with everything he did, and he was mm-hmm. showing me how grateful he was and, you know, how he was accomplishing things. The next thing I know, he was hardly walking with a limp. And this is from wow. a kid who could hardly walk at all. Wow. That It, it, was, it was just so wonderful. I just oh. said, oh, Tony, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, thank you. That was his name, Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony, yeah. the, Tony the tiger. Tony the, Tony the lion. You bet. <laughs> yeah. So he, we got to his inner tiger. <laughs> I love that. Well, what a brilliant thing. And I'm thinking even with other people, with, with everything, what do we thrive on? Appreciation. Absolutely. You know, encouragement. A joy, you know, in celebrating what we do and our accomplishments mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our contributions. And, yeah. and oh, my God, what a wonderful lesson. Oh yeah, he he was he Thank was an you. inspiration. He was wonderful. Oh oh, how wonderful! Thanks, yeah. Tony. <laughs> oh man, um, let's talk about Smoochie. Oh, so okay. your love your cats inner tiger website has Smoochie, your feline alter ego, as a primary participant. <laughs> Tell us about Smoochie and why she has that role. Well, Smoochie was a formerly a ab- uh, formerly abandoned cat. Oh, and uh, she was at the vet and. They didn't even have a name for her, and uh, she, she just seemed. When I, of course, I had to meet her. I mean, you know, I just just have this thing about there's a cat that needs a home. Oh my goodness, you know, mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. thing I don't have a larger home. <laughs> As it is, I have ten cat pans. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I talked to her, and she really responded to me. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, I've got to get, I've got to oh. take her home, of course, of course. Oh, of course. But she really responded to my love and my care, and she began guiding me. And she showed me with incredible patience and tolerance yeah. that I could become more aware. Now, I had been listening, oh. I had been listening to cats for years and humans because of being a psychologist, yeah. but I was now suddenly more intent upon listening more with my heart than just my ears. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And 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 she just and she managed to make me aware that what I was doing in relating with anxious human clients, yeah. I needed to, to be doing more of with cats as well. I mean, this was yeah. a real aha for me. Yeah. And I mean, I had been doing it to a degree, but you know, not as consciously as I needed to be. I needed to be more mindful of what was going on. Right. Right. What the cat with the cat in the context, and. It also meant that I needed to be much more attuned to what the cat's perspective was, as was my own. Okay, good. And then 
she kind of helped me because I was really open to anything that she was, you know, communicating with me. Mm-hmm. And she helped me determine how to make the two things mesh. Interesting. You know, her perspective, yeah. my perspective. Anyway, okay. so she okay. so she opened me up to kind of revealing her inner tiger and showing me how not only to accept it and love it, but how we could become soulmates. Not just oh. not just, you know, a a kitty parent and a cat, but yeah. you know, really close. Yes. And yes. you know, and I guess, you know, for people who believe in channeling, maybe you could say I was channeling her kitty perspective and her wisdom mm-hmm. about how to deepen um, the cat, human cat love bond. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, uh, yeah, she's really made a big impression on me. And I think I had to be ready for it. Yeah. Yes. And obviously you were. Yeah. Thank and I'm goodness. Betting, yeah. I'm betting that she actually gave you the idea. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sure she, she did. She was your inspiration and muse. I oh. muse. Oh. Your muse. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was a good part. That was it? very good. You put that. Slipped <laughs> that little sucker right on in there. I yeah. did. I did. Didn't even plan it. It just kind of That's fell right. out of my mouth. That's great. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, so, so she's, she's, Smoochie is a real cat. A real um, cat. Who taught you how to be aware and reveal your inner tiger and the, and celebrate the love bond. And so you kind of, so when you write your stuff, um, and I've seen some of your wonderful uh, stories and articles from Smoochie, um, that's actually, you're kind of ha- giving her a voice. Yeah, I'm typing for her because I type better than she does. But yeah, yeah it's, right. really, it's really most of what she wants to share with cat lovers and cat human cat yeah. companions. Yeah, Absolutely. I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She feels pretty smug about it, I'll tell uh, you. I bet she does. <laughs> As, and with good reason, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Credit where so, credit is due. Absolutely. Um, so what sorts of things do you and Smoochie do to help cat lovers and human cat companions? Well, we we try to help people discover, or we do help people discover, that there are nine basic relationship building blocks. Oh. And, and what I'll do is give you the nine, and then I'll talk about one of them in particular. Okay. Uh, the first one is how your cat communicates in its different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second one is how you can interpret cat nonverbal language okay. and in all its complexity. Uh-huh. Uh, how you can effectively use it to communicate with your cat. Okay. So you're, you're hearing what the, per, what the cat is saying, or a person for that matter, and you're speaking to them in their frame of reference, their language, so to oh, speak. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's yeah. critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good. because Good. otherwise you're talking past them. Right. Uh, what kind of attention your cat needs uh, for you to help keep it content? Okay. Uh, let's see. Number five would be um, how the environment affects your cat relationship, and it really can be a big effect. And you may not even know that that's what's going on that has, has creates problems. Yeah. Okay. Number six would be how to feel more accepting of your cat's personality quirks, and they all have individual quirks. Well, don't don't they? And we <laughs> as do we. Oh, we have. Oh, Who's more I'm, quirky? I don't know. Oh, no, I think humans are a whole lot more quirky. <laughs> we have to be quirk. The, the major. Quirks I mean, they have to be so tolerant of us. I mean, it's really. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number seven is what okay. the cat cat basics are for the cat's good psychological health. Oh, psycho health. Okay. Yeah, because it's our our psychological health and their psychological health, so we have to work together on that. Yes. Okay. Uh, eight would be how to modify your cat's mood and behavior while staying pals. Okay. So that uh, you can help your cat to be more, um, well, a little less destructive when it has the mood to do something like that. I mean, there are all kinds of ways that you can show the cat that that's not going to work and, right. and not alienate the cat. 
Right, right. Yes. But, and, and they also need an outlet. I mean, that's an Oh, good need grief. An, I mean, so many poor kitties, I feel so bad for them. Uh-huh. Now, even with upstairs and downstairs here, my cats get some exercise, but they don't get enough. Yeah. yeah. And with 20 cats, it's a little tough to run a business and also <laughs> get yeah, exactly. all the amount of attention that they need and exercise. And they yeah. all need exercise. Yes, They're all boy, getting to be do. chubby bunnies here. <laughs> chubby bunnies. <laughs> And, and and nine number nine is how to enjoy and love yourself more because of your ah, cat relationship. Right, and I think that's such an incredibly, it's such an incredibly important point, you know, because our animals mirror us. Yes, they do, and, and they so, pick up on everything that we feel. And if we feel unhappy or angry or whatever, they will respond to that. Yes, and if we don't, if we feel we need punishment, or if we feel we're not deserving, or we're emotionally under attack. Mm-hmm. Or we're, you know, imbalanced uh, that yep. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will not only reflect it, but they may decide to try to help you with that in a way that may not yes. be very good. <laughs> yes. But also there are times when you're not mm-hmm. feeling well. Yes. That they will sense what's going on and they will comfort you as best they can. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, when my mother was ill before she died, mm-hmm. her she had uh, five cats, which I now have. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh-huh. Yes, and, and they would do that for her. When she'd yeah. be lying down in pain, they would just all come around and try, try to, you know, and purr and just try to keep her warm and that sort of thing. It was really delightful. She just yeah. it helped her so much. Yes, I totally, I get it. Yeah, cats yeah. are amazing healers. They are. Oh, I was going to give you an example of oh, um, oh, one of these. Okay. And I was okay. talking about um, how your cat communicates. Now, for example, yes. your cat communicates... <laughs> For anybody who knows cats, knows that they communicate in a variety of ways. Yes. Now, vocally, they can meow, purr, growl, hiss, or chirp, and mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can uh, communicate through movement of their ears, their eyes. Let me think if I can get them all. Uh, whiskers, their mouth, their tongue, their tail, their muscles, their claws, uh, <laughs> their fur even. You know, the raising yes, of their fur. that's right. That's and right. Uh, their body. The whole body can stretch or uh, contract. Yes. And their body positions as well as their limb placement. I mean, they're really, it's, it's amazing that there's such a complexity to their nonverbal behavior that they're, they're really very similar to humans in that respect. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot in common, even if we would prefer to be the superior being in, in the relation. <laughs> but you know, if we, if we can let go of that. Yeah. And we can allow ourselves not to become the subordinate, but to become equal. Yes, and the cats—that's what the cat wants. Yes, yes, they do. Um, I think that's one of the major differences between cats and humans and other species in humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is that cats demand equality. Yes, um, they will never uh, let you be their leader, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Um, but they—they they would like us to be equal and have a um, a meeting of the minds and hearts. You know, kind of on an equal footing. Um, and if we don't assert ourselves as their equal, then they mm-hmm. consider us their inferior. You know, and they don't, or, re- and they will not relate to us as positively as they can because that's right. That's not what they want. No, of course not. And why would they? I mean, don't, yeah. don't we feel that way about other people? Absolutely. And yeah. hopefully, you know, more of us as we become more cat savvy and, and more attuned to the cat's inner tiger, we yeah. can feel better about ourselves yeah. and have a higher self-esteem because if the cat really appreciates goodness and quality. Yeah. And the cat's not going to think much about you if you don't think much about yourself. 
And why would they? And by the way, yeah. no one else does either if you exactly. don't about yourself. Because they will mirror precisely how you present yourself. Yeah, they, we teach others how to treat us. Yes, that's By the way sad. we treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, what we allow. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, there are a lot of people perfect. out there who are in that position. Yes, unfortunately so. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, so ta- tell me about your weekly Cat Smart Inner Tiger tips. You have an <laughs> e-zine and you also have services and products and things like that. And I know this is a new site. Yes. It hasn't been out all that long at this point. Um, but, uh, so tell me what your plans are. What, what have you got going, uh, Signa? Okay, well, um, I have, I'm in the process of setting up a lot of different things, which okay. include such as teleseminars. I'm going to be doing videos soon. Got that flip camera. Um, I've been doing some audio downloads. Haven't done very many yet. Okay. I will be having home study programs, ebooks, and an inner tiger membership program, which will Excellent. help, um, people, um, with their cats achieve that spiritual commitment goal. Oh, ooh, I love that. Spiritual commitment mode. Yes. Goal. And also, I've been thinking, this is something I've been thinking about for the last week. Um, I think I'd like to have a cat story writer's contest. Ooh. And what it will be looking for is, uh, humorous, touching, and inspiring personal cat companion stories. Oh, I love that. And uh, what I would do then is to put, put it into a digital and hard copy. First the digital, then the hard copy books. And, okay. uh, you know, that's just some of the things that have been coming. But let me tell you a little bit about the easing. Okay, yeah. I have all kinds of useful information. It's about cat psychology, but also about human psychology in relation to cats, because you can't have one without the other. True. And you want to know about your cat's needs and wants, emotions and behaviors. And most of this is being done through Smoochie's cat perspective. Okay. So that um, I'm trying to have her tell you what she needs you to know. Okay. So maybe there's a little bit less bias, human bias on it, <laughs> some of the things anyway. <laughs> okay. So okay. And, the, and the more you know about who your cat really is, the better that you'll be able to share who you are, who you yeah. really are, yeah. and the closer you two can become on um, on any level, on, on all levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. Thank you. Thank you so much for the good work you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I find it such a tragedy to find people with cats where they're, you know, they're basically in a hostile, you know, conflict um, Mm -hmm. kind of environment with each other. They don't understand each other. Um, They've got a long history of hurt feelings, you know, and um, things gone wrong. And, um, you know, the cats usually get blamed for it and ultimately either lose their home or lose their life. Oh, can I tell you a quick quick story? Yes, I would love to. Okay. Tell me. Tell me. I bet I didn't know, contacted me, said, I understand that you take in elderly cats. She said, I have a cat here that's supposed to be euthanized, but the cat is healthy, and the only reason they want to euthanize her is that she's been defecating under the bed. Yeah. And I said, well, okay, let me t- tell me more about this. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the, what's the story behind it? Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. said, well, this cat has been staying in the bedroom because it can't run the gauntlet of large dogs to get to its cat pan in another room. Oh, good Lord. And I said, well, do they have a cat pan in the bedroom? No, she won't put a cat pan in the bedroom. She's so disgusted with the cat, that's it. Good she Lord. wants the cat euthanized. I what? Said, well, I said, let me talk with her. I said, because there's a very simple way that she can get the cat to start using the cat pan and then start moving the cat pan very slowly into another room mm-hmm. where the cat doesn't have to, you know, 
be afraid of these dogs and just stay frozen under the bed. No, no, she was so disgusted with the cat, that was it. So I took the baby. Well, she's not a baby. She's 15. Mm. But no sooner did I put her in here, she's in my office, uh-huh. with with her cat pan, and she has never, ever done anything uh-huh. untoward. No, wow. she's just been a very good kitty because she didn't. Ha- she wasn't afraid. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And wh- why? Oh, oh, that's such a great story because it points out how unthinking and unconscious we can be, mm-hmm. you know, with our animals. I mean, good heavens. She, and she had had this cat since it was a baby. Right. She'd had right. it for 15 years. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely, totally. I mean, what what if you had a child on the playground and they were being their, pooping their pants or something because there was a whole bunch of bullies that wouldn't let them mm-hmm. in the bathroom and then mm-hmm. we're going to blame the child, mm-hmm. you know, or blame the, the you know, put put the kid down because it can't even get to the bathroom? That's insane. I know, what but what, what the people oh, would probably do is simply be unhappy with the kid and take it out on the kids, the parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're embarrassing me. Taking time to find out, you uh-huh. know, what happened. Yeah, or what. But, but also the willingness to actually address the real issue, the core issue, as opposed to, yeah, what's on the surface. Right. And so, speaking of the core message, it, do you have a core message you want to leave us with? Today? Oh gosh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Yes. Now, my core message for my website really reflects what I've learned from working with and living with and loving cats. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to paraphrase um, humanistic psychologist Fritz Perls to tell you what I've learned. And okay. I'll give you a bunch of different things that I've learned. But he, has, he, said, he said, in essence, that you are not in this relationship with your cat to change who the cat is. And your cat is not in this relationship with you to change who you are. He was talking about humans, of course. But mm-hmm. I think that is just so absolutely on point that you're talking about you know, unconditional positive regard and acceptance of who you are and who your cat is now and not what you want them to be in the future sometime. Mm-hmm. What you can have, you know, turn, you know, twist them around to make them exactly the perfect thing that you want a cat to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, you are what you are, the cat is what it is, and you both accept each other and right. make little, little changes, you know, as you can. Right, right. Yeah. Right. But only, only on, only on things that are, that are conflictful. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But I've learned to listen to cats, to really listen, because they will tell you, I've found, most of what you need to know in order to foster and nurture your relationship with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as you know, most often they don't require very much except for care, positive attention, and respect. Yeah. And you've got to respect your cat. Your cat expects to be respected. That's just all it is to it. Yeah. Same way you do. Yeah. Now, cats yeah. and humans are very, very much alike. They are. Yeah, we are. We really, really Mm -hmm. are in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like you said earlier, seeing through their perspective. And they do have a few needs, you know, that are a little bit different. Uh, For instance, they like three-dimensional space and Mm -hmm. some like to be high and some like to be, you know, in the hidey spots and and whatever. But, I mean, there are differences. Oh, sure. Uh, And they're not dogs. <laughs> no, they're not dogs. No, 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 no. Another major mistake a lot of folks make. But yeah. you're right. Listen to your cats. Offer the right kind of care and positive attention mm-hmm. and respect. Yeah. Yeah. And also I've learned that they will do what you want if they understand what it is you want. They see yeah. what's in it for them and they don't feel forced to yeah. do it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it really has to be a matter of choice for them, the same way it does for humans. I'm right. not saying that humans and cats are totally, you know, the same, but I'm saying that we have a lot of overlap. Yes. Yeah, we do. We do. And also, I've learned that human patience, uh, tolerance, and persistence are absolutely essential because cats do things at a different pace than humans. They do. Yes, they do. I mean, they tend to be more slow and deliberate in their decision making. If I yeah. say to a, if I say to one of my cats, um, I say, "Oh, uh, buddy, why don't you come into this room?" He'll look at me and he'll look at the door, and uh, he'll think about it a second, and then he'll kind of saunter in. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not as though he says, "Yes, ma'am," and he snaps his heels together and he goes racing in. Right. Right, exactly. That reminds me of a funny story I have to tell you. Yeah. When I was first getting into animal communication, and my husband was not real sure about this at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, oh, geez. Um, but I, I told him, I told him, you know, the basics. You know, okay, this is how you how you communicate. And we had two cats at the time. And yeah. Um, actually, I think we just had one. We just had our first cat, which was Peach, a black and white domestic. Uh, yeah. And uh, very opinionated. Uh, I, I adored her, and he did not. Ah. <laughs> it took him a while to yeah. to build a relationship, but they did. Mm-hmm. And um, one day he's watching the the uh, football game, and he's you know got his snacks and stuff. And he had the thought, "Oh, it would be nice to have a cat in my lap, you know, or a cat in here with me." Uh-huh. Uh, Where is Peach? And so he gets up, he goes to find her. He finds her in the garage. Uh, sunning or uh, on the hot hood of the car, she was oh, taking a little yeah. bath on the uh-huh. car. Um, anyway, he told her what he wanted the way I had taught him, and she just kind of blinked at him, you know, and looked at him. And he he goes, he figured he just is impatient, you know, and he's like, oh well, poop, this isn't working, you know, stormed <laughs> off and yes, goes yes. back and sits in front of the tube and you know goes back to you know drinking his beer and eating his snacks and. And it just like, oh, that just doesn't work at all. Uh-huh. And, you know, and what she did is she laid there for a while and she said, yeah, I'm about done with my sauna bath. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, she got the message. Uh, and then mm-hmm. she's like, okay, yeah, I think that's all right. And on the way back there, I think I'll have a little snack of my own. Mm-hmm. Visited her food and water dish and whatnot yeah. and yeah. sauntered into the room. And a few minutes later, she popped up right where he had imaged, you know, for her, right, <laughs> right in the exact spot. I and, love it. Oh, that's so great. Uh, but it's like he was so impatient. Uh, yeah. You know, he just it wanted an immediate reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and she thought about it, considered it, decided mm-hmm. to do it at her own time and pace, like you just said, mm-hmm. and uh, was delighted to join him. Yeah. Thank you for the invitation. And, uh, so that really kind of blew him away. <laughs> uh, but you're right. It's about um, giving them time to consider the request, to process it. And then make a decision and make a choice. That's right. I mean, absolutely is yeah, a choice. Because they are always yeah. making decisions and always making yes, choices. They are, just like us. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. good point. Oh, well, but one ah. of the, I've, I've got a couple of things I want to tell you. Okay. But I, one of the things that just occurred to me was that um, you, when, when you're with cats, as with humans, you should really never think, here I just said the word, you should never think in terms of should. Ah, mm-hmm. that the yeah. cat should do something because this right. is in, imposing your personal perspective and assumptions and expectations and so on. Yeah. And if you do that with hu- with both humans and uh, cats, it won't work, and you'll only no. be disappointed as a result. Yes. Damn no, cat. Will not, dang, dang cat. It's not doing what I what I wanted it to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What I thought it should do. That's right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. You know that. I'm trying to cut the word should out of my language, and, mm-hmm. and I invite everyone to, to also be very mindful. When you say should, it points to an expectation and an mm-hmm. assumption, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, and it uh, disallows um, the reality. That's right. Uh, which is they may or may not choose to. It may not That's suit right. them, and it may may not actually be good for them. Mm-hmm. And it may not have been divinely inspired anyway, which means it wasn't supposed to happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So watch out. Okay. So I guess we should. Um, <laughs> Okay, that was a joke. Um, I guess we should start winding it up a little bit here. So, uh, Well, let me just say, I think okay. that you and your cat can become more than just close friends. You can really become intimates and and a very close family unit. And you can share a, a greater spiritual bond with your cat. Yes. Yes, and you, yes. then you actually can with most humans because each human is tending to think about what they want. And yeah. also I've found that a positive relationship with your cat can... The cat can always be there emotionally to comfort and support you when when life events and other humans disappoint you. Yes, that's true. Cats don't disappoint. I've never been disappointed by a cat except when I was thinking through my own frame yes. of reference. Yeah. Right, and and like we just said, um, adding a should mm-hmm. onto who we expect or wanted them to conform to be to our own notions. Oh, let me conclude by giving you the the worldly wise words of Smoochie okay. the cat. Okay, Smoochie, share it. Smoochie says, cat love comes from your being cat smart, and when you know and love your cat's inner tiger, you love your cat and yourself even more. Oh, I love that. Yes, she's she's so profound, I swear. (laughs) Wonderful. Oh, wow. Thanks, Smoochie. All right, so let's wind it up a little bit here. So, um, uh, listeners, you can discover how you can become cat smart at... Signa Dehoff's website at loveyourcatsinnertiger.com. You can subscribe to her free weekly Cat Smart Inner Tiger tips and claim your complimentary cat gratitude letter exercise. You have to tell us about that. Um, and mm-hmm. I know that you and your cat will be really glad that and grateful that you did. Um, and you said it's also good for humans, too. Oh, so, absolutely. So us, humans love about. to be... What? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to say, yeah, th- there's not enough gratitude around. Yeah, yeah, and, tell us about that. And um, I've found just by doing experiments in public where I will go up to somebody and I will be talking with them, say, in a bank or whatever, and I will compliment them on something. It could be very, very minor. Mm-hmm. And they will just start to glow, and they just yeah. feel, oh, somebody's appreciating me. This is so wonderful. Yeah. But also, before my mother died, uh I wrote her a gratitude letter, and what I did in it was to highlight the things that were most important about my relationship with her and what she contributed to my life. Mm. And then I read it to her and then gave her the copy. Mm. And I, it, it broke through so many barriers, and it said so many things I'd never had a chance to say or never wow. knew what to say. Oh. And so the, the cat gratitude letter is just superior for so many things, but your cat will appreciate it as well. Yes, absolutely. And actually, just for uh, people who love other animals as well, other than oh, yes, um, this also works brilliantly well for dogs and oh, yes, absolutely, and birds and everybody else yeah. that you got. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, beautiful. Oh, I'm so glad you did that. Okay, so you okay. can be reached by email at. Dr. Cigna at loveyourcatsinnertiger.com, and I'm sure that is available, that email's on your website. Yes. Yes. So don't have to, don't worry about writing it down. Just go to <laughs> loveyourcatsinnertiger.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, do you want to give a phone number? 
Yes, Jack can be also be reached by phone at uh, 505, that's New Mexico, Okay. 867-0094. Excellent. 505-867-0094. Okay, everybody, so go out there right now, loveyourcatsinnertiger.com, <laughs> and subscribe to your Cat Smart Inner Tiger Tips. <laughs> Thank you, Val. It's Thank been you, wonderful. Tina. It was great. I've enjoyed it so much. Thank you for sharing oh. your wisdom and give, give Smoochie a big smooch. <laughs> oh, I will. She'll <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to valhart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive, holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at valhart.com to apply for a complimentary happy animal assessment session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course and check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you, and reconnect you to the circle of life. Mm-hmm.